Welcome to the Salted Caramel Podcast from Our Lady of Mount Carmel. This is a podcast where we have the pleasure to share the Lord's work day in and day out in everyday parishioners' lives. My name is David Cook. I'm the stewardship director here, and with me is my co-host Jody Curtis, the very mirthful Jody Curtis. I had to look that one up. Mirthful, full of joy. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I didn't know if that was a good adjective it's a good or one, not. Yeah. So. I know. I'm trying to read more. Anyway, uh, I've always <laughs> wanted to be mirthful. <laughs> well, now you are. I've declared it. <laughs> Jody, who's our guest today? Our guest today is my friend Elise Clorin. Elise, we are so excited to have you on. And can you share with our listeners a little bit about yourself and some things you've done in the parish? Oh, absolutely. Uh, first of all, I guess, uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to say a little prayer because I always, uh, maybe you guys do that too, but I, it kind of calms me a yeah. little bit because this is a little nerve wracking. Um, but I'd like to say a little prayer, uh, if you don't mind, name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, amen. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much uh, for this beautiful sunshine that we have outside today. We thank you for the time and talent that these two lovely individuals are uh, giving to you each time they uh, get together with people like me. I ask that you be with all three of us and let us be your um, your voice. Uh, let us be your mind and let us be our, let us speak about you and for you through our hearts. Uh, and kind of give me a little calm from my nerves. Amen. Name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you. I always try to pray that I can be God's hand and feet as we, I go into whatever I'm going into. And this was, this is a new thing for me. I'm not sure. Anyway. Well, you nailed it. I feel more calm now. So. Me too. Oh, good. That makes me happy. Good. Can't mess up now. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. So uh, I, you wanted a little bit about myself. Right. I was born in Evansville, Indiana, so I'm an Indiana girl uh, to uh, two wonderful people, uh, my mom and my dad, Ken and Martha Dilger. Uh, I have two siblings. Uh, one lives in Evansville, and, and my other sibling, my sister, God bless her, she lives up here uh, with our families together. Uh, and uh, I have a Catholic upbringing from uh, from the moment I was born all the way through uh, from an educational standpoint through high school, uh, I went to school at Memorial and down in Evansville. And then I took a branch and went down to a Southern Baptist college uh, in Greenville, South Carolina. Wow. Uh, I was called to go down there in kind of an interesting way. Uh, I had no clue where I wanted to go to college um, and uh, really didn't know what I want to study. But we were touring different places and we met a chaplain while we were there. Uh, it was on uh, Saturday morning. The campus was closed uh, and uh, he helped me feel comfortable with being nine hours away from home, going to a Southern Baptist school as a Catholic and the rest is history from a college standpoint. So I went to I have a degree in chemistry. I worked uh, in, with Dow Chemical for about 10 years in water treatment uh, then, uh, at that point in time, got married in between that window, had four boys, uh, who are now 23, 19, 18, and 16. And we live in Zionsville, Indiana. And we've done a, a tour of life in between, uh, Evansville, Greenville, Chicago, New Jersey, California, and here. Oh, so, wow. wow. Yeah. That is a tour of life. <laughs> a lot of different communities. 
<laughs> well, you mentioned that you kind of were cradle Catholic, born Catholic. Um, so I kind of assume the answer to this, but was there ever really a time where you didn't have an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ? You know, I think as I was younger, I took um, my relationship with him kind of for granted, or it was always there, kind of understood. You know, I was never without him, whether or not I saw him actively in my life at that moment, at whatever age I was, I don't know. Uh, but I think as I've matured and as I've gone through my walk, uh, I've had different moments where he's made himself known more so to me, you know, through over a wide variety of different things. You know, like the chaplain down at, down at college, I think I honestly went to Furman because of, of that of that man. He helped me, you know, and I can tell you different people that God has put in my life through that walk that I've done where I think he's always with me. Right. So, so no, I don't have an aha moment. That's just what I was going to say. You had told us you didn't have an aha moment, but that you had a million little moments, which I love. Tell, tell us about just a few of those little moments. Oh gosh. Well, I mean, there's the very obvious ones of, you know, I don't know when you life moments, right? Where you feel like you're falling in love for the first time, right? Or you say, I do at the altar with everyone of those people around you, or you hold your child in your arms, you know, for the first time. Uh, so you've got kind of the basic moments, but then you've got other moments for me where um, I think that there's times of either uncertainty or where you're looking for direction for myself anyway, you know, when we moved, you know, where are we going to go to school? Where, what neighborhood do we want to live in? You know, where, you know, gosh, what hospital do I want to have my child in? Right. I mean, what doctor do I want to choose? All these life moments where I think if you, you know, where I've kind of, you know, said my little prayer, looked to God for some help. It's never this thing, but it just always feels right when you go through, when I would go through that next experience, if that makes sense. I mean, we had some challenging ones too. You know, God is, has with us, um, you know, we have a, we have a son who was diagnosed with diabetes when he was very young. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of learning moments there where, you know, you weren't walking alone. God was with you because, you know, even with that, um, we lived in New Jersey at the time. And I had a sister-in-law who was at the hospital there who was able to pave the way for us when we had no clue what we were doing. Right. And, you know, so I don't know, I, God lives through people in my life for me, if that makes sense. And he has put people in places where I think he has helped us in our journey. I mean, sometimes even a little kick in the, you know what, because we're maybe not doing the right thing anyway. <laughs> I love it. I know too well the kick in the you know what. <laughs> right. Well, I'm sure we do. If we we all do, if we keep it right, if we if we acknowledge it, maybe. How's that? <laughs> Let me ask you this. Do you do you ever remember a time where you were really distant from God or you felt distant from God and how he reconciled you or um honestly, I didn't know this, but um when I was in a a faith group down uh, at St. Luke prior to coming up to Our Lady Mount Carmel. Uh, I had this period where, and I don't know if it was sadness or in, not necessarily depression, but, you know, kind of a tough time where you're going through. And, and somebody looked at me and said, you know, Elise, this is just a dark time. You know, you have dark times in your life where you have to, with God's help and the help of people around you, figure out how to navigate through that. And it wasn't a desolate time. It wasn't an awful time, but it felt like, 
you know, uh, you know, it felt, it kind of felt dark. I mean, I, I knew he was there. I just had to look a little harder. Maybe, you know, I don't know if I was distracted by everything that was going on in my life at the time and I wasn't prioritizing him or, um, I, I don't know, you know, I think it's, uh, I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And what is your life like in Christ now? I mean, for you personally, for your family, um, well, for me personally, he brings so much joy to me uh, in the in putting me in moments where I'm either needing to hear something from I'm someone I'm talking to, you know, uh, or, you know, today, for example, I'm sitting in a room and talking with a parent about some things at school with from from a work standpoint. And we both had a moment where parts of her life and parts of my life intertwined. And we talked about how it was relevant and God made himself known by her experience and my experience. And we shared it and then we moved on. Right. So I don't know. He's, you know, I, I, I work with children at our lady uh, in helping them become comfortable speaking God's scripture at mass. Mm -hmm. Right. And so I think that I feel his presence when I'm working with each of them, it's really neat because, you know, we talk about, uh, we never dive into the nitty gritty of exactly what they're reading. You know, we do the, sem the semantics. Do you know how to pronounce everything? And do you know how to do this and that? But then, you know, we kind of talk about what's there and how to speak it. And it's so neat to see the kids look at that scripture and say, oh, gosh, look, it says God loves us, you know, or or we'll talk about something where they look at it and they have a little moment for themselves. Doesn't happen all the time, you know, because sometimes scripture is pretty tough, right? <laughs> but but lately, I don't know, we had a, I had a new reader for the first time, maybe a month or so ago, and she got to read John and it was about God and love. And, and it was just so fun to see her grow and what she was wanting to do just in that moment, if that makes sense. Well, wow. thank you for sharing that. Sounds like you students. still get millions of little moments. <laughs> I do. I really do. I mean, and it's not just, you know, it's, it's, it, I'm, you know, the sun, the sun isn't shining all the time here in Indiana as one of my little, as one of the little girls said today, Mrs. Clorin, I don't think the sun shines here between December and March. I was like, oh, I don't know. Look, it's sunny. It's shining today. Right. Yeah, so. Praise God. Well, you That's have a, awesome. uh, four boys, right? Yes. And then you work with kids. So you, I know you're definitely patient, but do you, can you think of any other gifts the Lord may have given you to help you evangelize? Well, I try each year to work on something. Now, whether or not it's a gift that God's given me or it's something I'm trying to work on. Uh, but the theme in my life over the last year or so has been what I'm call intentionality and it's being intentional mm. uh, and it's making sure that you're present with the people that you're with at the moment. It's being intentional about the action that you take in showing a person that you're with that either, you know, how you love them or how you can help them or how they're helping you or how God loves them or whatever it is that you're supposed to be doing at the moment, you know, but it's being in being intentional I don't know if that's a gift I've been given or if that's an action I've been that I've done. What I I don't know. I think God I hope that I I hope that the gift God has given me is to bring sunshine and light into people's lives, right? Mm -hmm. To spread his joy uh not in a false way and not in, in you know in a in but in a real way. Mm -hmm. You know, in, in the moment of the checkout when you're at the grocery store, right? You know, you never know what the person is that's going to be there who's going to look at you and what day they're having. 
right? You never know the person, you know, you just don't know in anyone you come in contact with. So I think that that might be a gift that God's given me that I, that I have fun with because it's brings me joy. Yeah. Does that make sense? Elise, I think that is definitely a mm-hmm. gift of yours. Being on the other end of that, I feel like every time I'm in contact with you that I feel that gift of yours. So that's beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you for saying that. So now you can stop trying. You know, <laughs> <it>. <laughs> well, you know, I say each day when I wake up, God, let me cross paths with somebody who needs to, who could enlighten me or somebody who I can enlighten. And uh-huh. honestly, I don't have a day that goes by very often where I don't run into somebody who has given me a smile or I am a hugger and boy, oh boy, this COVID thing has been really challenging. Yeah. I've broken the rule. Quite frankly, I have, you know, and, and, and I kind of try to read if, you know, when I've got that urge, I'm like, okay, are they going to, is it okay? Or is it not okay? Right. To give that hug. Because I think it's so crucial. I, I just think that it's so crucial these days to have inner, to have connection and contact and even hugs. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Elise, who is your greatest faith influencer? Oh boy. Honestly, right now, I mean, I, it's, it's been a lot of women in my, in my family, in my life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it, it began with my mom's mom, my grandmother and my dad's mom too, but more so my mom's mom, because she had this passion and love for the rosary. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really understand the power of the rosary early on, you know, as a child, you want a child to have a love of holding the beads in their hand and saying the rosary and going through that meditation. But I don't think I appreciated that. I think I was like, oh gosh, we're on nine Hail Marys. I got to go one more, right? You know, that's kind of how you, especially being raised as a Catholic, you kind of pray pray the rosary because that's what you're supposed to do. I used Uh, to myself to see how (laughs) fast I could say it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, true. Right. Uh, oh, wow. That's wait, cool. I, what, did he, what did he say? I missed him. A 10 minute rosary. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. That's effective. That, the quickest I've ever gotten. And I had we did we did a carpool rosary this past year at the end of the um, year. And I think we were like 15 and a half minutes, maybe 16. And I thought that was fast. So, David, yeah, I do, too. Probably should have. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so my grandma, but then she's saw, she's been gone for a while, and I love that I can carry on her uh, desire for that rosary and what I do uh, in that way. So, yeah, that's huge. I think the rosary. I don't know my my advice in seminary that I got that changed my life was if you want to be holy, you should pray a rosary every day, and I did, and I account that to a lot of things that. Mm-hmm. Went, well, but I do think, though, that there's a lot of pressures and intimidation that the rosary provide that that it doesn't create intentionally, but I think it creates it as a Catholic or a new Catholic or anybody coming in. Oh, my gosh, am I going to say it right? Am I going to start with the hill? Am I, you know, and, and I guess if I want one people, one person, one thing to, for people to take away from it, if you can say a Hail Mary when you're having a quiet moment and then you say four more later and then you sit down and you consciously say the four final five, you got a decade right there. Right. And then come back a little later. And then if you can be intentional and finish it, go for it, but it's okay not to say the rosary every day, right? It's okay. I mean, God bless us. God gave us priests and sisters. Thank goodness. Cause they're praying for everybody constantly. Right. <laughs> 
He yeah. gave us other time and talents where hopefully we can fill in and give that. But if we can grab those moments of where we, you know, pray the rosary and say our heart prayers and things, that's how we can contribute in that way. And eventually as we can get older, maybe as my 98, 99 year old woman, my grandmother had, she had a lot of time on her hands. I can see me having a lot of time on my hands when I pray, when I become that old, right. That that's how I spend a lot of my time. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, kind of, maybe this is your answer's already been said, but um, we like to say, how are you staying salty? Cause we're the salt of the earth. How are you keeping your saltiness? How are you staying a good disciple? Uh, how would you answer that question? Just by continually challenging myself, I guess. I think, you know, making sure that I'm growing in what I, in what I am trying to do. Uh, there's never a, a map for what we're supposed to be growing and what we're supposed to be doing. Like I'm kind of in a transition point in my life, right? Where I was a mom for so many years and I'm still a mom. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not changing diapers and I'm not making lunches for this, you know, for school anymore. They're self-sufficient and they're doing their own thing. So I've had to kind of figure out what to do with my time and, and where I want to focus my attention and, and, and use my time and talents. And prayer has really been one that I've tried to, I'm really trying to work hard at that daily mass. I really fell in love with the daily mass, honestly, over this whole COVID. Um, right. You know, I didn't, I never had the time to be able to physically go to a mass when I, you know, I would, you know, Monday, Wednesday, Friday or whatever, when I could, but I would have, I mean, I would lay in bed and listen to mass on the morning. Yeah. Right. And and it would be a live mass. Now, granted, I wasn't there and I hunger to be back in church with everyone celebrating the Eucharist. Right. But uh, boy, did that give me a love for um, for the mass even more so than I had already before. I felt kind of guilty because I wasn't in church. But honestly, you know, having that live mass is really valuable and having it av available to people in that way. And I'm hoping it maybe opened other people's eyes to hearing it and seeing it too. I don't yeah, know. I agree. Well, Elise, thank you for joining us today and for sharing your story. And we'd like to invite all of our listeners to join David and I on to share their story as well. So we'd like yeah. for them to reach out to us so we can get them scheduled to share their story. So, and how about we end with a prayer, David? In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. Dear Lord, thank you for Elisa's life. Thank you for her yes. Thank you for all the millions of little moments that you show her how loved she is and how known she is to you. Lord, we pray that she uses her gifts that you've given her to give your love to others, to teach her family, and to lead everybody closer to you that she encounters. Lord, um, we ask this all in your name as we pray. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for sinners now and at the hour of our death. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. All right, and stay salty. Amen. Amen.